Welcome to the Bhagavad Gita for Everyday Living podcast series by Gautam Ji, Senior Disciple of Swami Parthasarthi. In this episode, Gautam Ji explains how diverse living beings arise from the infinite reality by the process of sacrifice. He also answers a student's question, how is service different from sacrifice? Verse 14 and 15 are chanted together. Annadhavanti bhutani parjanyadanna sambhavaha yajnadhavati parjanyaha yajnakarma samudhavaha karma brahmodhavam vidhi Brahmakshara Samudhavam Tasmat Sarvagatam Brahma Nityam Yajne Pratishthitam Annat Bhavanti Bhutani From food come forth beings. Now follow carefully. From rain, food is produced. From yajna arises rain. And yajna is born of action. Yajna meaning sacrifice. That's the 14th verse. 15th verse. Know that action arisen from Brahma. And Brahma arises from the imperishable. Therefore, the all-pervading Brahman ever rests in yajna, sacrifice. Now make sense of this. <laughs> the whole scripture is like this. Scriptures are like that. What is he talking? So, now what he is trying to say here, friends, he is using this agricultural metaphor to one Explain how creation comes about. And two, how creation culminates in enlightenment. And how the yajna, sacrifice, is the pivot between the two. So, it's not that easy. So, you got to be attentive here. Now, what he's saying is, from the Brahman, Brahman, in the scriptural parlance refers to God, soul, spirit, self, the all-pervading reality. This whole world is pervaded by that reality just as waves are pervaded by the ocean. So one mass of divinity. This is the truth. But what are you seeing are you seeing a mass of divinity? Anybody here? No, I don't know what you're talking. We're seeing a world. So, Brahma is the creator, not Brahman. They're two different things. Brahman is the reality. Brahma is the creator. Right? So now, those of you who have not heard this before because I see some new faces, now follow carefully. Brahman is the supreme reality, is the state of infinite happiness and bliss. 
Now, what is your relationship with that reality? You say, I don't have finite bliss. You're talking about infinite bliss. <laughs> you come to my house, I'll show you all the finite blisses also. Gone. Infinite bliss, you forget it, man. So, it's completely ignorant. <coughs> we don't know what you're talking. So, since you're ignorant of that state of completeness, Paripurna, it's called in Sanskrit, infinite peace and happiness. Since we don't know that state, we are ignorant of that state, what happens? You feel that you are unhappy. There is something missing. Right? So, from that void, thoughts run to the world to fill this void. These thoughts are called desires. And from desire comes action. And this is your world. See, please understand this because this is the base of everything. If you want to understand what is knowledge, you need. So, where did your desires come from? That void. Where did that void come from? Ignorance. Because the minute you get enlightened, you have knowledge of the self, you are full. There is no void. There is no desire. You are fully happy. Desire is nothing but unhappiness. It comes out of unhappiness. So, who is the creator? The scriptures, they say Brahma. What is the creator philosophically? That is meant for the illiterate. Now, you all are becoming spiritually literate. I hope. <laughs> One day, some literacy will come spiritually. You may have PhD and all. Spiritually literate. So, Brahma is what? Ignorance. The creator is nothing but ignorance of the self. It's called avidya, kama, karma. Avidya is ignorance, kama is desire, desire is action, karma. So that's what he says. From Brahman comes Brahma. From that state of infinity comes the ignorance. From ignorance comes action, desire. Therefore, he said, which he calls action. Know that action arises from Brahma. <coughs> Brahma arises from the imperishable. Right? And once there is action, from all the actions, there is the highest action, which is yajna, sacrificial action. When you perform sacrificial action, from that comes rain. Rain means a conducive atmosphere for production, for prosperity, for life. See, when everybody pulls in their resources and works for a purpose, there is production, there is life. Hmm? What was America? 200 years ago is a wilderness. Everybody pulled in their resources to build a country. There's life, there's production. So, if you take it literally, what do people believe? If you do havan, rain will fall. They're doing that even now. It's going on. They don't understand. You, everybody has to work together. If everybody did the rainwater harvesting, conservation, everybody worked together, there'll be no problem. See, here... 
you know how much the drought is planned for? <coughs> California, there was a seven-year drought, right? There was water. It's all planned. If there is a drought, this, this is Yagnya. Everybody gets together to plan, to program, to work for the common cause. Therefore, there's production. So, from that Brahman, God, comes beings. Because of Yagni. Right? Even on a macrocosmic level, all the actions of the nature are sacrificial. Right? The clouds give rain. The soil gives vegetation. The bacteria in the soil decompose the waste matter. It's all working in a spirit of yajna, in a spirit of service and sacrifice to help you. That's how you are produced. Hmm. It's the same thing. So, from Brahman, yajna, you. So, for you to get back to Brahman, yajna. You've come because of yajna. You have to go back by yajna. So you have to sacrifice the individuality to get back to Brahman, the totality. What you asked in the beginning. Only a human being can do that. Only you have the capacity to sacrifice your selfish interest for a higher cause. See in that recent Carolina's shooting, right? One fellow went in to shoot. Another guy lost his life because he went in front of the shooter and saved his friend's life. In the same room is a person who is willing to take life of people he doesn't know. In the same room there is a person who is willing to sacrifice his life for people he doesn't know. How do you explain that? So you can become more and more selfish, worse than any animal. You see human being. Or you can become the greatest saint. It's because of yajna. You are sacrificing your personal interest to get to the self. You understand? So the whole thing, friends, rests on sacrifice. So if you've seen your life till now, till you become educated, it's not your fault. You don't know. It's all selfish. You're only increasing your selfish desires and attachments. There is no yajna at all. How many of us can claim to have sacrificed anything? I am not talking about children. Oh, I sacrifice all my children. <laughs> children is just an extension of your eye. You are not sacrificing. You are only increasing your eye. Talking about genuinely sacrificing your interest for a higher purpose. Nobody. But that is what you have to do. To get to the soul. And like he said, the sacrifice is not actually sacrificing. You are actually elevating yourself. But in the beginning, because you are attached, you feel I have to give up this, I have to... Nothing. Don't worry. You are only renouncing sorrow. You are sacrificing sorrow actually. Hmm? Would you say it's a sacrifice? Oh, all my unhappiness I gave up. Very sad. Hmm? Would you ever say that? Huh? That's what he says in Isha Upanishad. Tena tyaktena bhunjitha. By that sacrifice you will 
may you enjoy. By giving up, may you enjoy. So giving up that makes you enjoy. Not aggrandizing. So, know therefore friends, the all-pervading Brahman ever rests in Yajna. So in other words, where is God? In sacrifice. It's everywhere. But you don't see it because there is no sacrifice. He's saying that which is everywhere is only in sacrifice. Hmm? See how he puts it. You have to get into the spirit of these <laughs> verses. I mean, I can't communicate that part of it. What is this rain, yagnya, food? You start saying that now, what can I? You have to get into it. Tasmad sarvagatam brahma nityam yagne pratishtitam. Therefore, that sarvagata means all pervading Brahman. Nityam always rests in yagne. So don't worry, there is a reality everywhere, God is thing. You focus on where you can sacrifice. That's where you will uncover that self. One of the fabulous verses, these two, how he's trying to convey by using a metaphor from those days and how people misunderstand. See, Krishna said, no, you do one brain will come. <laughs> now, what can you do? Everywhere it's misunderstood. So don't misunderstand. So they were showing me a picture, right? Vishwanath was showing me yesterday. He went to Japan. Some temples are there. All over the temple is some strings are tied, tied, tied. Wishes. Uh, Every fellow comes and puts his wish. May I become a millionaire? May my neighbor become bankrupt. <laughs> my daughter's mother-in-law is giving her trouble. May she die. Every, all, someone up there is a goat about listening, waiting and listening to your nonsense. This is the concept of religion. Now, what do you want If I was promising something like that, yeah, you come to me, your wishes will be fulfilled. This this town will not be enough. Forget about it. Everybody wants that. Where is that and where is it? Have you ever been taught by any spiritual religious you have to sacrifice, you have to serve? No way you could. Whatever your wishes are, we'll fulfill. Don't worry. It will be done. I have a direct connection. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk. But just make sure you write a nice check. This is what's going on. My antenna can catch, yours can't catch. I'll, I'll convey your wishes. You will? You'll do anything. <laughs> People came and come and tell me, bless me. Say, if I could bless, I'll bless myself. <laughs> Pretty bad shape myself. Why <laughs> wasted on you fellows? I can't do anything. What do you want from me? <clears throat> so.
such ignorance. I'm, see, why I'm trying to understand, look at where the world is in terms of, these are all highly so-called educated people are in this condition, wishes and tying. And where is that and where is this? He's trying to explain. Even if you wish something, it will come true only if you follow yajna. You have to learn to work for it in, a, in, a, in the right way. Your actions bring you what you want, not sitting and praying. Like an American author said, tears won't bring it. Try sweat. Hmm? Going and crying, give me this, give me that, it's not going to help. Sweat. Work. Produce. Hmm? So that's why you find the countries which are practical, they work. They are far more productive, prosperous than all these rituals and this and that. Nothing happens. Very sad. And the whole knowledge comes from India. That's the beauty of it. It originated there. Not followed at all. Clear? Yeah? Who are yeah, you at some? What is the difference between sacrifice and seva? Service. service. Yeah. See, the reason they say service and sacrifice is because you may be serving but not sacrificing. What I mean is, most of these guys who give a big donation, right? It's a service. You're building a hospital or you're building a hall in a university and all. What do they want? My name. Hmm? I went to college here in the US. Before I went back to India to study Vedanta, I was here. Every room, every door, every bench, huh? in memory of, in memory of, dedicated to, you want to give something. You understand? That's not giving. That That's serving. But that's not sacrificing. In fact, that service is only increasing your ego and your desires. It's it's like doing anything else. You're drinking a drink, you're opening a hospital. I don't see the difference. Both are done with the selfish. So sacrifice is when you are actually sacrificing your ego and egocentric desire for a higher purpose. Hmm? You understand? Yeah. So a simple example, your neighbor who you don't have any connection with, they say suddenly my, uh, some guests are coming from, uh, from out of town and I don't know what to do. I have to take my child here, there. Can you just prepare a dish for me, right? I have to feed them in the afternoon. And you have something to do with your kids and you want to go there and you say no. It's okay, a neighbor has asked me for the first time to help. So you're sacrificing your selfish interest, right? You want to spend time with your family and serving a person you have no connection with. That's sacrifice. Hmm? But you may be making the dish and then going there. Can I also get myself invited for the party? <laughs> I got a dish now after all. I made my contribution, no? <laughs> Potluck. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's not a sacrifice. You understand? You see the difference? Yeah. So, that is a, a sacrifice. That is what may, that is yajna. When you can sacrifice your ego and egocentric desires for a higher purpose. 
that elevates you so all the service people do there is a motive involved it's not easy to sacrifice there is that's what i gave you a gross example you may be getting a name out of it a fame this is gross it could be subtle i am a good person you do it because you get that kick inside i have done something good is nothing but a ego kick you know, that i am better than the rest of the world see i am serving you feel that right that is also selfish regardless of how you feel you've done something because it ought to be done remember that if you do what ought to be done regardless of what you feel or don't feel that's sacrifice so it's not easy to sacrifice very difficult even in giving there will be something you want in return so even if you do unselfish action it should be sacrificial action we ourselves keep saying right you must do karma you must sacrifice is not that you should not do service but it should not be with ego and egocentric desires it spoils the whole thing got it and even the the result of the charity is not what see like people give out of pity right you give a beggar the fellow goes and buys drugs from it you don't care about what is happening with the service you only care about how you feel so even the service is not done see people donate huge sums to india i know one fellow from england it goes into the hands of those people who are causing the problem in the first place they are usurping all the funds is corrupt guys they are the ones who cause the inequality and you are feeding them what did you do oh i served a poor country one uh, englishman gave a huge donation he feels good more or less in their guilt i am earning billions something should go now i am good i felt good hmm? we'll give you a village over there build a school what is happening in that school that you can be bored You see the difference. Go there, find out what's happening, make sure the funds are used properly, regardless of your name, your appreciation. Then it's sacrifice. So good question. What is the difference between service and why do we say service and sacrifice? Why service is not enough? Not enough. Service has to be with sacrifice of your ego. what is the object which does the greatest sacrifice hmm cloud. cloud why is it the greatest sacrifice <laughs> not because it gives rain of course rain is so important but while giving rain it loses itself that's sacrifice so you want to know service and sacrifice Uh, example of the cloud it gives while giving it dissolves itself and if you are giving and your eye is only increasing ego is only what is the point it's like 
a person is giving the children it's it's you're giving yourself in a different way the child is a extension of that i it's not giving giving yourself so it's the same thing you're just increasing that i it's like that i i i i spoils everything nahankarat paru ripu there is no enemy worse than this ahankar i So even in unselfish world, that I will come. I have done this. I have done that. What's the point, right? So think about it. We'll continue. Thank you, Gautam Ji, on the chapter three commentary. Today we learned how sacrifice is the only way to merge back with the ultimate reality. For more information on our live weekly lectures on the Gita and Vedanta. Please visit our website vedantausa.org.